Okay, everybody. Hello. Here we are, uh, our very first episode of Kia Kaha Combo. And um, I feel so lucky to be chatting today to Jennifer Kirksey. Jen, welcome. Thanks, Sally. Lovely to be here. It's so, so amazing, isn't it? Um, and quite a lovely story, really, to think about, you know, early days living here in Australia and, and you were a part of that, that for me. So, um, what are you thinking about that around the first time that we met and here we are? Do you know what, Sally? You mentioning that brings a tear to my eye. Oh, don't, because then I'll cry. <laughs> yeah, here we are. So, um, yeah, I mean, I remember meeting you at the mailbox in Marsh Court when I moved here and, and Jen was, was my neighbour. So I've been so lucky to have Jen as my neighbour. And as I got to know Jen, realised we had a lot of similarities and, um, you know, you've been able to offer me a lot of guidance on my path and my time here in New Zealand. So, um, yeah, and then discovering you were into, you know, meditation and had been for a number of years and, and Reiki. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about... How did you come to find these modalities that worked for you? What was going on in your life to get you to look at meditation and, and practices? Well, it goes back a long time, Sally. It goes back to the 80s. And a lot of people join, be, be, become a member of the meditation group because they're going through stressful times in their lives. And, mm. and I was no different. I was going through a stressful time in my life back in the 80s, and I went to a course at CAE, Melbourne Council of Adult Education, and I took to meditation like a duck to water. It was the right time for me, and from day one, it, um, it helped me enormously, and I joined a meditation group with Sri Chinmoy. I was with him for many, many years, studied with him in, in overseas and in Australia. And then ended up teaching, would you believe it, CAE. So it was stress that drew me to meditation. And um, it certainly helps people with their anxieties and stresses. So when you started, did you just go to a weekly course about with meditation or did you start doing it at home as well on your own or how did you? I went to a weekly course at CAE mm -hmm. um, and... I, I was one of the good girls. I, I practiced at home, like the teacher told me to. Yeah. And it was no effort for me. It's, it was no effort. It, it, you, just a few minutes a day, I would practice the way I, it was suggested to me. And I think if we, if we do everything in a mindful way, um, Life's a meditation, really. Mm. Life is a meditation. So back to, when you, back to when you started, did you do things in the morning or at night? Like, how did you start finding, carving out that calm space and time to, to look at? I was, taught to do, I was taught to meditate. It was suggested that I meditate at 6 o'clock every morning. Right. Uh, Belonging to the Sri Chinmoy group, as I did, um, that was the, well, maybe the rule, if you like. Um, rules are sometimes broken, but generally, generally everyone all over the world 
meditated at six o'clock in the morning and it became it became a regular practice it became part of my daily life to meditate at six o'clock every morning and it was no effort I'd do that before I went to work and um, morning is the best time to meditate I believe but because the world is quiet um, people are, are not awake there's not that activity um, so morning is a good time to meditate but really any time is a good time to meditate mm, that's really interesting and I I know you've talked to me before about, you know, that consistent ritual or routine, you know, and then how many days do they say? Is it 30 days of a new practice and then that can become part of your everyday life? I've heard that before, have you? Yeah, I've, I have heard that before and I think that's probably pretty accurate. It's just, it's just about creating a habit, mm. um, a pattern and a ritual if you like and it's we were all it was suggested to us that we create a meditation space mm -hmm. so if we had if we had dishes in the sink and a lot of um clutter around us our mind would probably be cluttered and and if we had dirty dishes in the sink we'd be thinking i must wash those dishes so we it was suggested to us that we create a meditation space in our home that may just be a cushion on the floor and a picture um or a place looking out of the garden but to have a sacred space in your own home and a dedicated time to meditate um then it, i think becomes a lot easier mm. well it's that reminder isn't it and that connection to to do that yes so um so how long have you been practicing meditation now jen and where is that what are you doing at the moment i've been practicing meditation so 30 years mm -hmm. and um, I, I run meditation groups around the Bellarine Peninsula and Geelong community and, and a little bit of a little bit of meditation in, in um, other sectors and um, I taught meditation at CAE in Melbourne for well over a decade this is after work for busy people coming to learn to meditate after work and the majority of people who came to my groups at CAE, I think, were probably suffering with stress from their busy day in the office. And they would walk away smiling and relaxed and happy. And that's what meditation does to us. Mm. And so, Jen, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of apps now that you can download on your phone and uh, listen in to guided meditations and you know, there's some 10 day challenges to do meditation, things like that. Is that necessary, do you think? Or what is, what can be done to start the journey of meditation? I think the apps are wonderful, Sally. I think we have access to, to fantastic apps and that's what we need at the moment because we can't get out to groups. Mm. So anything that, that, activates our mind into a state of stillness mm. is great and that's all we need just a reminder that the world is very busy and particularly in this COVID time there's there there can be a, a lot of anxiety around and if we just move into that state of stillness for a few moments mm. the body regenerates the mind regenerates and 
everything becomes much easier. So if an app is a great thing to, to um, activate because we don't, we, we don't have the groups that we can go to at the moment. So, yeah, by all means, go, go with the apps. Yeah, and I think to feel guided, you know, because sometimes people sit, but then they're not, they don't quite know exactly what they're supposed to do or whatever. So I, I, I agree. And, you know, some voices in the meditations work well and others you don't resonate with it all. So there's so many now to choose from that, um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. And especially in light of not being able to go to groups at the moment. Um, what do you think are some of the, the roadblocks that, you know, we do it to ourselves. We put in place to stop us from meditating, especially, you know, I'm thinking like 35, 40 year old mums, um, you know, our days can be quite busy. They're a different busy now um, due to coronavirus and remote learning and all those sort of things. You know, sometimes it's, it's, it feels difficult to try and carve out that space, that sacred space and sacred time. So there's two questions in there. Yeah, roadblocks. <laughs> and what would you advise us around those roadblocks? Well, there's no doubt about, particularly for young mums, um, there's no doubt about your busy day. Uh, we all have busy days, but particularly young mums. Mm. The, the roadblocks. roadblocks are the, the roadblocks is definitely the mind, the mind telling you that you're too busy. Mm. Um, I think here, it's when it, where it comes to discipline again, um, it's just a matter of setting up a specified time in the morning before the kids wake up and you may have to do what I did and, and just start your practice at six o'clock in the morning and just set aside five minutes. Mm. Five, five minutes is enough to begin with. So just set, a, set aside five minutes of you time. And there's no doubt about it. When we, when we meditate, when we have the intention to meditate, we're guided to meditate in our own way. Mm. There's no doubt about that. There's a, there's a, there's some sort of element of guidance that we have within that, that enables us to meditate in our own way. All we need is the inner yearning or the intent, and it just automatically happens. The roadblock is our mind. Mm -hmm. And how, how good are we at giving ourselves a hard time? I can't do it. I'm too busy. Um, not necessarily so. Uh, we're... Meditation's our birthright mm. and we can do it. We just need, we just need the intent mm. and to make the time. It's so true. And um, just last week I was talking to someone about the, the, my, the words in our head that say we should, we need to, we must, you know, and we th I need to meditate, I should meditate. Instead of saying, turning that around and saying, I want to meditate, I want some time out, I deserve some time out. So change the, change the rhetoric around that and actually make yourself a priority rather than almost, you know, living in the negative around the roadblocks and the pressure. So, so true. That makes, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so true. Or I meditate now mm. and I am meditating. I am a meditator. Mm. I meditate now. Mm. And just for just for a few seconds, I meditate now. 
Mm. I got in my mind now. Mm. That's doing. Mm. Now, 10 seconds, you just have that awareness of a lovely, quiet mind. It's quite addictive, actually. Mm. And breath, Ooh, breath one. too, I know is important, isn't it? For, when I do yoga, I realise that. And I know, um, you know, you and I have had conversations in the past about, you would say to me, but you'll, you know, you love your garden. You go out there for half an hour in your garden. And that is really a form of meditation as well, isn't it? Definitely. Medi experiencing the beauty that surrounds you. Nature is a perfect place to meditate. And... You don't necessarily have to sit cross-legged or anything like that. You just mm. you just appreciate the beauty that surrounds you, mm. and and bring in a, a an attitude of gratitude if you like. I'm I have this beautiful garden around me. I'm looking at the sky. Look at the vastness of the sky. How beautiful that is. Or look at the ocean. We're lucky down here that we have beautiful ocean to look at. And somehow or other, when you look at the vastness of the ocean or the sky and just be for a few moments um, or the greenery of your lawn, um, even the weeds. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can just meditate in that beauty of nature and listen to the birds and just feel a part of, of the universe. Mm. And, and would you also say, Jen, that meditation does take practice and some time, like it's not that immediately you, you, you do that and you suddenly feel, personally, I feel it does take, take time and practice to sort of get to, to learn, to your mind getting used to what is this that's going on and learning to relax. Would you, would you say that or is my... Yeah, look, it, it does take, everything takes time, but um, the nature of our mind is to say, am I doing this properly? Mm. Um, instead of perhaps thinking along the lines of my intention is to meditate, I'm meditating in my own way now, I'm doing what is right for me now. So if we do it that way, we're not, we're not suggesting to ourselves that we're not doing it the right way. And this is what, this is what individuals do. So it's, it just... It just happens and there's, there's no right or wrong. There's no hard or fast rules. And I know my teacher makes a wonderful statement. I often quote this statement. Meditation is silence, energising and fulfilling. Silence is the eloquent expression of the inexpressible. So invariably if I'm asked to talk about meditation, it's just too magnificent to talk about. Mm -hmm. And it's an experiential thing, which we all do in our own way. And I just don't like to complicate minds to think, well, I can't meditate, I'm not doing it properly. Mm. Because the intent that you have to meditate at this moment is the right way for you. But discipline is a good thing. When you're learning to meditate, just create a time during the day where you won't make an excuse to not switch off your mind for a few moments. That's all you need to do. Just relax and be and tune into the stillness as best you can. I love that because 
you know, it is, as you have said, it is simple and it doesn't need to be cross-legged on a bright colored cushion in the middle of the park, you know? Um, and I think sometimes that is a bit of a myth around meditation and, and meditation practice and what people um, perceive it to be. But um, thank you. That is a real gem of um, sharing there. Um, how do you realize um, that sometimes you might, you, your own mind and clarity might be going off track and what, what brings you back to being grounded and um, your practice? So it's just, just sometimes we, um, things happen like the other night I thought, gee, I'm actually holding my breath today. You know, when I did yoga last night, it was a lot about breath and I just, I realized, you know, I've been holding my breath and, um, Sometimes, no matter our, be our best intentions around self-care, you know, we can go a little bit off track. So what, what's your red flags and what, what do you do to ground yourself again and realise that? Um... Well, I think we all, it doesn't matter how long we've been meditating, we all find at times, particularly at the moment, um, that our shoulders are up around our ears mm. or, as you say, we're holding our breath. So you've hit it on the head, really. You, You've hit it on the head, Sally, with awareness. You're aware that you're holding your breath. Mm. I'm aware that sometimes my shoulders are up underneath my ears. Mm. If you have that awareness, you can rectify it. So awareness, awareness is the key. Mm. And we, we can't all walk around in a meditative space all the time because we're mixing with society and, and society is rather chaotic at the moment. And... And thoughts are contagious, as we know. So we, we do, we can pick up other people's thoughts and vibrations. So to ground ourselves, um, there's a lot of talk about grounding. But I think here again, grounding just comes from intent. Our feet firmly placed on the ground, feeling the earth beneath our feet and recognising that the support that the earth brings us and if we do feel a bit flighty or a bit tense, bring ourselves to that centering state of feeling the earth, the solidness of the earth beneath our feet and know without a question of a doubt that we're supported. And if we just have that intent and bring ourselves to that state of being, I belong here, I'm here for a reason, I'm working on this earth and the earth is supporting me. Beautiful. So nice. Oh, Jen, I feel good already. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next question was going to be around um, the, you know, some, some simple tips that you'd give to people, you know, at this time. But I think, you know, throughout our conversation today, you've, you've mentioned a few of them. Um, and what I, what I would also like to know is, you know, how can people listening, you know, tap into your wisdom as Jennifer uh, Curtsy? Can they, can they work with you um, uh, individually on meditation practice? You do, meet, you do um, work with people individually on their meditation or groups? Yeah, absolutely, definitely, absolutely, Sally. And I've, I have run groups around, face-to-face -face groups around the area. And I've been doing that ever since I came down here 10 years ago. Um, 
so um, people can contact me through my Facebook page, which mm -hmm. is Jennifer's Meditation. Mm -hmm. um, I have a, they can contact me by my mobile or my email address, mm -hmm. jjkurtzy at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. um, I do run, I do conduct sessions. Thankfully, I have a very good Zoom teacher who I'm looking at right now. <laughs> and um, I'm, I've, I'm learned, I've learned Zoom. I'm not that crash hot at it, but you are, I do you've do, done so well. It's great. I mustn't say that. I mustn't say that. I'm doing very well at my Zoom. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> so, so I, I am doing one-on-one -on -one sessions on Zoom or, or group sessions on Zoom, and this is a new experience. Our mind can say, and many minds do say, technology is not so good. Um, but technology, when it comes to groups, meditation groups, yoga groups, and so on. But technology is absolutely amazing at the moment. What on earth would we do without it? And we have to embrace it. Mm. Um, and look what we're doing here today, thanks to you. That's right. And that's funny how, yeah, through, through, through thought and discussion and, and what is a solution here, um, you know, technology can provide, provide that for us. So that's right. Thank goodness for technology at, at this time. So, um, and I, yeah, I think it's great that you have embraced Zoom and you are, you are open to still being able to help people and um, offer them meditation guidance um, at this time. And so some take-home messages um, from our chat. Um, you know, I'm thinking you really showed how meditation can be, can be, um, simple it doesn't have to be difficult even if it's five minutes lying in bed before the kids get up and uh you know just having some stillness and quiet looking at some apps um i've got a number of them downloaded on my phone and and i go through phases of getting into it but um you know i'm looking for guidance as well because i don't regularly um do meditation i do other things so yeah and also jen we haven't talked about your um crystal bowls but you might want to talk about that too um as, as you were talking i was thinking too sally tools are very useful and you're using the apps music is a great tool so music to put some beautiful background music on you tend to automatically want to meditate if you hear peaceful music or if you read a paragraph of a, an inspirational book you get your mind programmed into feeling um, meditative these I don't know how this my bowls will come over but I've introduced Tibetan healing bowls and crystal bowls into my meditation sessions only since moving down here to the Bellarine Peninsula and I use them as a complement to the meditation um, they make beautiful sounds they uh, there are people who who are sound healers that use the vibration of the bowls um, with the various chakras, but I use my bowls as a complement to the meditation and they seem to work very, very nicely as well. So tools are really good um, for meditation as well. Picture of an inspirational object, some music, or just reading um, a paragraph of an inspirational book or just affirmations. Beautiful. 
and I think too, um, yeah, it's quietening the mind. You know, I like, I like to, I love to talk to people and, um, and then there's that self-talk in the head too. So to, to quiet in the mind just gives all of that a bit of a break and, and we, we all deserve that at times. So, oh, thanks, Jen. It's been so nice, uh, chatting to you and, um, thank you for your support and willingness to, to jump on board and, and see how we go with this first, the first episode and, and hopefully someone listening can pick up some, um, some tools to use and some, some motivation to, to have a go at meditation and quietening their mind at the moment. Um, but if none of that, I'm sure they've enjoyed listening to you and I chat. I'm sure they have too. And Sally, good on you. I think this is a wonderful initiative, what you're doing. You do so much for the community. I know that. And um, you're such a kind, beautiful soul. So I thank you too for this opportunity. Been great, Sally. Thanks, Jen. And I'll pop up, um, I'll have details for your Facebook page as well when I post this up to uh, Resonate Reflexology and Kia Kaha Convos. So hopefully, um, you know, some people might get in touch as well. So thank you and have a great day. Thanks, Sally. You too. Bye. Bye. Yay!